Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Generic Podcast, where we talk about everything horror, sci-fi, and sometimes fantasy. On the show for today, I had the pleasure of speaking with Allison from the Who's There podcast. We got to talk about a wide breadth of different films and topics, including Scream, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Jurassic Park, Alien, Fear of Rain, our differing opinions of the Ari Aster films, Ringu and the Grudge, A Tale of Two Sisters, plot points in horror, both good and bad, All of Us Are Dead, Squid Game, memories, I should say fond memories, of VHS tapes in the 90s, and extreme horror. Generic Podcast is available on Stitcher, Radio Public, Google Podcast, Anchor, and Spotify. If you like what you hear, make sure to give this podcast a like and share with your friends. And if you have the time, go back and listen to some of the other episodes that we have. As for right now, I don't want to waste any more of your time, so let's hop right into this episode. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Generic Podcast. And today we have Allison on the show. She has her own podcast and everything where she goes and talks to a whole bunch of people about horror. And so we're grateful to have her on the show for today. Allison, how are you doing? I'm good. Thank you so much for having me. This is going to be fun. Yeah. So so tell us a little bit about how you started before you even had your podcast. Like what got you into horror and like from your start to like now, like, not, you know, you're on like your, se- your third season, I believe, in your podcast. Yeah. I think so. Yep. They're very, I, I break them into seasons by when I want to take breaks. So calling them seasons is a little <laughs> bit generous. So I, I got into horror. I remember the first horror movie I ever watched officially was Scream when I was 11. My best friend and I rented it um, on VHS in 1997, I guess it was. And we watched it and the cold opening was so scary. Um, and I just fell in love from there. I think I remember my dad also telling a story of when I was like six years old, we were on the couch watching arachnophobia and mm. I was just totally into it. And he was like skeeved out. So maybe that was my first horror movie. And then there's always the nightmare before Christmas when that came out in 1993. Um, yeah, <laughs> but, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, but scream is the first movie, first horror movie that I really remember watching and really loving. Mm-hmm. And, So I grew up seeing a lot of horror movies in theaters and I went to go see The Ring in 2002 twice in a week. I loved that one so much, but I didn't, I never got into the horror community or really following horror movies and like the directors and what's coming up until about uh, 2017 Mm -hmm. when I found um, a horror podcast and then it grew from there and I found more and more and I just started listening to people analyze horror movies and break them down and I was like oh so yeah okay so this is more than just entertainment I'm not very good at analyzing horror movies I save that to other people on other podcasts so but I love listening to it because as soon as they say it I'm like oh yeah yeah that makes total sense I how did I not think of that before and then when the pandemic hit in 2020, my friend Jody messaged me and a couple of other people that were in this Facebook group and was like, do you want to play horror movie trivia on Sunday nights over Zoom? So we were like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we started doing that. We still do that to this day, every Sunday that we're all available. And when we first started playing, 
we would play for an hour or two, but it would it would be like a trivia question and then 15 minutes of talking about horror movies. Fifth, another trivia question and 15 minutes of talking about what we watched that week. And I was like, oh, I so like, I love, I love listening. I love talking to people, people about horror movies. And also that group of friends, they were not what I thought of as horror movie fans at all previously. Cause I, you know, grew up being told that horror movie fans were like weird people. And these were just people with like married adults with kids. So I was like, this isn't all I there there's more to this so I just wanted to start a podcast where I just spoke to all different types of horror fans so I started the podcast who's there that name comes from the cold open of scream so when he rings the doorbell and Drew Barrymore says who's there and then she gets another phone call and he says don't you know you never say who's there so that's where the name comes from and it's been a lot of fun I've spoken I've I had all my friends on and then I've had some creatives in the business on and some other horror podcasters, and it's just been a lot of fun. So that was a very long-winded answer to a short question. <laughs> I think it gives people like a, you know, it's always interesting to see people's backstories of how they got into horror. Because I mean, like you said, it's, it's one of those things where a lot of people are just like, oh, you know, like, don't, don't really like get into that kind of stuff. But yeah. um, just... The amount of different like horror that's out there and then the different types generally, you know, like if you go and you see like the whodunit kind of films, I mean, it's a lot of the times, I mean, like I love the Scream movies. Like I went back, like I couldn't, I didn't even remember, like went to go see the uh, Scream, the new Scream movie with a couple of my friends. And I like totally forgot that I had seen the rest of them. I I remembered one. What? (laughs) And then like, I just, yeah, just like, I always, I have like, I have like this like terrible memory, right? And so, like, I, I, I don't know. Like, see, like, you're lucky because you said like you don't really analyze films. I have like the issue where like I don't, I can't turn that switch off. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know why it is, but it's like I was, I'm sitting there and I'm like, oh yeah, like I remember in like in like this film and like I don't want to like spoil it because it's still I think it's still in theaters, so like I don't. Wanna, oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, you know, like these things happen, but like. I would like see different things and I'm like, oh yeah, like I did watch that. And that's like what this one is from. So it's, it's interesting how like some people can go and like watch certain kinds of films and like some people pick up on stuff and and some others don't, but it's like, if you're not really part of the horror community and you know, you're trying to like explain to other people like, yeah, like horror is great. And they're like, I don't know, it's just not kind of like the okay thing to watch or whatever, you know? Yeah. So, um, like, I remember when I was growing up, like, I couldn't even watch horror. Uh, <laughs> so, like, my earliest childhood memories, I think one was, like, Alien. And I, like, I watched it when I was, like, super young. And, like, my parents had like, gone somewhere else. And we were, like, visiting our, our uncle and our relatives down south. And I, like, remember bits and pieces of it. But I was, like, so young when I watched that film that I... I don't the, the the images of that film that I have in my mind like I've gone back and like watched Alien and Aliens and I'm like that just doesn't match up and I, but I know like that's it's a film that I watched and, and then um, I watched Alfred Hitchcock's Birds um, I don't know if you've seen any of, yeah. any of those movies or anything but yeah. that was like I like halfway through it and then my parents came in and they were like, what do you, you can't let him watch this stuff. <laughs> so like they like took me in the other room for like the longest time. I was terrified of birds. <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> and I was like, oh my gosh, they're going to like peck your eyes out, you know? Uh, um, 
<laughs> so yeah but like it's it's interesting so i didn't move so i moved down <clears throat> to texas in 2017 end of 2017 and that's really when i got into horror as well and i was just like you know like i don't have any kind of distractions or anything i'm just gonna like go and watch a whole bunch of films uh and it's interesting to see kind of like how they've changed from when you know the the days of the vhs tapes and everything to like now <laughs> where it's like you know you it's, it's kind of weird like sometimes i watch a film right and sometimes i like to take a long a long time like process it but it will be maybe like a month or something like that right and when movies came out before you know when it was in theaters and then it was in vhs and be like six months eight months maybe a year or something like that and then now it's like you watch a movie and it's like you're trying to like tell people about it without like spoiling it and then like feels like you turn around and the movie's out on like dvd Mm -hmm. already and you're like what the heck yeah (laughs) so what was like so 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 scream is like a really influential film for you but what are some what are some other films that you've seen that are that stand out you know apart from like everything else that you've consumed as a horror fan um my two other favorite horror movies besides scream are the ring and cloverfield i remember seeing the ring in theaters i was 16 i think and i was definitely able to get in because it's only a pg-13 horror movie which Mm -hmm. i always forget as do so many others because it's so intense um, and I remember for some, some reason I knew to look away at the beginning when they showed the face. And so then I went back to see it again. And then I just watched everyone else as they looked at the face. Cause I still didn't look at the face. I didn't look at the face <laughs> until last year. So, um, and I, I loved it. It was so smart. Na- uh, Naomi Watts was just figuring stuff out and, um, I thought it was so creepy. And I watched two years ago, I finally watched Ringu and I was like, this I was like the American remake is way better sorry sorry to everyone who's gonna scream at me but it the the Japanese version is just not scary at all there's no atmosphere so I really like movies with a lot of atmosphere um I think the other movies that stand out for me um is the movie Red State which is a Kevin Smith horror movie it came out I think in 2011 it's starring John Goodman and he is a sheriff in a in a town in a remote place in the middle of the country and he has been told that there is a big compound where a big family lives that has been getting loads and loads of weapons delivered mm-hmm. um and it's like a religious cult kind of and they are sort of playing god with people that they think are sinners so he has to go in there and find out what's going on it's really awesome you can't yeah you can maybe stream it on amazon you can rent it i'm not sure but yeah. i had to buy a copy of it off ebay um so I love that one. Sleepy Hollow, also one of my favorites. Um, and the others. Um, so yeah, and, a lot of gothic the Deck one, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Is there, <laughs> is there another one? Well, I mean, there's a, there's like the old school um, Disney one, which I know like. Oh, yeah. No, not that one. Freaked some kids out when I was like, that, <laughs> I don't know, like preschool or something and it's oh my gosh through the pumpkin <laughs> no 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 not I don't know if I've ever ever seen that one but yeah no I don't I don't find any of the older horror movies very scary I, during the beginning of the pandemic I watched Friday the 13th and Nightmare on Elm Street and in 2018 I finally watched the original Halloween and I was just like these are boring so yeah. they're not for me <laughs> yeah I, I I always feel like I'm getting in trouble when I say like like I'm not really big into Friday the 13th 
or um, Halloween. And I always get them confused, right? Because they both have masks on and like both like go around and like kill people and everything. Um, but like, I didn't see, I don't think I even, I don't think it's a Halloween, like the very first one until like 2018 or something like that. Yeah, same. And so I was yeah. like, I don't get, yeah. Okay. What, what, you know, like if you grew up on, I think that's like one of those things where it's mm-hmm. like if you've seen like the Goonies or something yeah. as a kid, and then like you're like, man, that movie's great. And then like <laughs> you're back and you watch it and you're like, okay, you know, yeah. so um, yeah, like I, I am a huge fan uh, of like Asian cinema and what they do in horror. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I have to agree, like the, the Ringu films, I think for, for the time that they were made they were they're pretty good but it's also understanding that like japanese horror is like super different like there's not it's not like the jump scares and like i mean back then at least it's it's not like a whole bunch of jump scares and mm-hmm. you know like a whole bunch of gore and everything it's very it's it's almost like a drama kind of like story driven thing right and so then when you get to a, <clears throat> like the ring what, what's the other one there's the ring and then there's the other one Juan, which is the grudge yeah yeah i always get those two confused mm-hmm. uh, but there so there's there's actually if you want to see a really terrible horror film there's um a japanese film that pits the two of those girls together and it's oh, like God. and it's like one group of kids like you know they go into the house and you know they find the grudge and everything and, and you know that's chasing them and then you get this like other group <laughs> and, oh, like, that sounds terrible! I will not watch that. <laughs> it is like it's like that is worst. like Freddy versus Jason. <laughs> no, it's it's like worse. <laughs> oh, I will like, take your word for it. <laughs> <laughs> like I was watching it, is you know, I mean, I don't know if you ever like just like put on like a a, a terrible film because you know it's just going to be like a terrible thing. Uh, <laughs> every now and then, I like to talk to myself like that, and I'm just like the whole time. I'm like, I don't know, like, why the hell am I watching this film? <laughs> Luckily, my horror friend, my horror friends, they are they are very good, and I can ask them whether or not I would like something and if I should watch it, and they will be like yes or no, like right away. They'll be like, this is very 80s, so don't put that on. Because I don't like <laughs> I don't like 80s horror. I don't like Evil Dead movies. I don't like Hellraiser. Just oh. not not for me. Oh. I like I like the Evil Dead remake. I found that yeah. one more entertaining. But that's the the when they go in the cabin, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I so that that is I think I, I'm on the same page. Like I definitely like that one more than the other two. I think a lot so a lot of the horror from the 80s, like I you know, I really like Freddy and I really like hellraiser but most of the stuff that i like from there is like creature features and stuff um because those, those i feel like those were kind of like the segue films for me because like like i said i couldn't watch a lot of horror but like if you put like some kind of like creature in it like the blob you know like my parents are like oh yeah that's okay and i would watch some of them and like you know it always be kind of like this weird like you you look at them out of the corner of your eye and you're like oh man you know it's like like she just took her shirt off can i see can i can i see this film now like is it too like uh, mature for for me or something yeah you know um and then like i could watch like films like the gremlins and stuff but it like i think for me it was like this weird allure it was like i want to watch nightmare on elm street and like all this other stuff but like i can't and so then when i went back and rewatched it i mean I, i think one of the only horror movies i got away with is Nightmare on Elm Street when I was younger because I like snuck over to one of my friend's houses and watched that and 
there's like that the really famous scene with Johnny Depp's on the phone and you know he drags him in and blood's yeah. going everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. So that that kind of that scene kind of stuck with me for a while. But it's an it's unfortunate. I don't know if you watched the new was it twenty it's not even new anymore. Um yeah, <laughs> but, I did. I thought it was so boring. I was falling yeah, asleep. <laughs> yeah. I, I had gone and seen that with a few friends and I was like <sighs> these movie tickets are expensive now (laughs) it's like i don't want to walk out but like also man the movie was terrible i don't i don't think anybody's gonna like rag on me for not liking that film but um, yeah i don't think so but i did like the 2009 uh friday the 13th remake that they did i like that better than any of the other movies so really like then any like aren't they or no it's the texas chainsaw massacre i was thinking that they were they were remaking that again but it's a they they uh, yeah texas chainsaw massacre is coming out in a couple weeks yeah are you are you a fan of of that one or um i finally watched that one a couple years ago and i was i wanted them to kill sally because she was so annoying (laughs) um yeah i just didn't find it scary at all because you don't see anything and i wasn't i don't think i wasn't invested enough and i think i just had my expectations too high because you just you always hear stuff about it but i do want to watch the 2003 one because i hear there is more to see in that one which i don't necessarily need to see everything but just to give i don't know some more entertainment to it but i'm looking forward to the new one i guess Mm because it's going to be on netflix so i may as well so like so you mentioned that like you weren't invested in it enough like what is what are some things in horror that you noted that help you be invested in what particular movie you're watching versus like either something that you're just like nope I'm not going to watch this like it's just like it's too much um if there is like a a line that you draw or if or if it's just like I'm just not doing this it's like it's just boring um I like it when there's a good story and like a good mystery and there's good atmosphere (laughs) yeah I think that's mostly what pulls me in if you give me like anything located in the Pacific Northwest that's like misty and eerie I'm gonna be I'm gonna be into it I love Antlers um oh I still haven't seen it yet (laughs) yeah and you have to have good characters too like I didn't care about any of the characters in Texas Chainsaw Massacre yeah they were they were all annoying I hated them all so I feel like that's a kind of well most in most slashers I feel like the character like I can't really connect with the characters and all um, yeah, maybe because we're not supposed to, because it's always about the killer, except for Scream. Right. So and I think I think that's kind of what, well, not even kind of, but like it definitely is what sets Scream apart, is because you don't. It's it's that very much who done it thing, and yeah, you know, it's it's like the it's like the Scooby Doo thing of like one of us in this room yes. is the killer, and we must find them, and then you know, like especially when the first one came out, and then it was like, oh. It's, there's more than one yep. kind of thing, you know. Uh, but I think so. I know, like, there's a, there's a lot of people out there that just their favorite genre is literally just anything slasher, and that's kind of one of my issues too. Is that I just don't. I need some kind of story or something to like keep everything moving, um, <clears throat> especially like uh, the films that give away everything. There, like a lot of people really like slashers and I think it's because they can just like turn their mind off yeah I don't really have to think about it too much mm-hmm. uh, 
but I like, like you said, you need to be invested somehow in it. And like, if I don't care about any of the characters, it's kind of like, well, I watched the last film and like everybody died and like, oh, but like that person is from the movie before. So they're probably gonna, they're probably gonna make it. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) You know, it's it's almost like, I don't know if um, you or any of your friends are into comics or anything, but um, it's almost like, when you get like all these like superhero movies that are coming out or just like the comics in general. And then it's like, you worry about some of them. And then like Superman comes around and you're like, I just don't care. Cause he's not, he's like, not going to die. <laughs> like he yeah. Just that's, die. that's how I feel about the Marvel movies. I find them very entertaining. I'm not into comic books at all. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I get it. If people are great. Um, but the movies I go see them because they're entertaining, but it's like, they're all the same to me. I couldn't tell you one Avengers movie from the other because they're all something happens. They need to fight something. You think they're going to die and then they win. So yeah, I'm not invested in those either, but they're entertaining. They're entertaining. They're way more entertaining than Texas Chainsaw Massacre. So (laughs) it's it's kind of like the, oh yeah, go ahead, go ahead. No, no, you go. (laughs) I was going to say, it's it's kind of like, um, at least with those films and maybe, and maybe some other films could, could, I could kind of apply the same thing, but it's kind of like um, Power Rangers, the way like they set everything up, you know, like yeah. everything is normal. Something bad happens on like a small yeah. scale and they're like, we have to, we have to <laughs> assemble and defeat the bad guy. And, you know, then everybody yep. like, puts together and they're like, we can't like separate or whatever, you know, and then yeah. they, they get they defeat like the small time thing and then something bigger happens. Right. Like the, the big the big baddie shows up and then. They got to fight the big baddie and it's, and then you just know they're going to win when like the big baddie has like their big like um their monologue right and they're like you know I'll, I'll never get defeated and this is why i'm doing it and it's like no one cares like you got like you got like you're like looking at your watch and like, you know, like 10 minutes and then like you're done kind of yeah. thing, you know <laughs> Definitely. Uh, but they are entertaining um yeah then- yeah i like i liked power rangers as a third grader so yeah i get it <laughs> Sorry, no, no offense to anyone who likes them as an adult. Totally, totally get it. I, I would still dress up as the pink Power Ranger if I needed to. So, <laughs> there's, yeah. there's somebody out there right now that's like looking at all their collectibles, like how dare they? <laughs> I know. No, please collect whatever you want. I um, but speaking of creature features, would you consider something like Jurassic Park a creature feature? Ooh, um, uh, yes yes and no um why so no because like i i kind of feel like creature features are more like um things that that's when you're getting into like either cosmic horror or like things that just like don't exist Mm -hmm. and i know you know, like we don't obviously we don't live in a time where where dinosaurs exist because we would just be fucked. <laughs> but um, there are like there are scientists out there who try to like recreate, um, you know, either like smaller dinosaurs or like clone. Like there's all sorts of like different kinds of experiments that they do on like chickens and all sorts of like smaller animals, and they're like, oh, we've like we've changed the DNA. So the leg structures mimic a raptor. It's like, no, like we've seen the movies. Don't do that. <laughs> so I, I would say that um, Jurassic Park is more like, like sci-fi horror. Okay. Um, I mean, it's definitely like 
there's no denying that those movies are are horror films. Like I've yeah. I've met some people who are just like those aren't horror films. It's science yeah. fiction, and I'm like they go hand in hand. Like, are you telling me you would not be terrified? Yeah. If like a, like you like wake up and there's like velociraptors breaking into your house, like eating your yeah. family. Like that is terrifying. <laughs> Yeah, I was once on a date with somebody and he was like, I don't get how people like horror. And then like five minutes later, he was like, my all time favorite movie is Jurassic Park. Yeah, I was like, all right, let's have a talk. (laughs) (laughs) I think a lot of people don't really understand um, like cross genre fiction. And uh, that's one of the reasons why with this show, I'm really focusing on horror science fiction and, you know, sometimes fantasy and mostly just because I don't know as much about fantasy. Like I don't read um, as much fantasy. You don't, you know, it's mostly just from like video games and stuff, but there is a lot of science fiction and a lot of horror that speaks on different kinds of fears of the unknown that like, we just don't know about. So there's like a lot of space movies that are like, you know, if they're not horror and they're strictly science fiction, they still have like elements of horror and like that, you know, big fear of like the unknown. Uh, and I think that's one of the reasons why a lot of people like their, fav- their favorite film or franchise would be Alien. Um, yeah. Although I always just try to skip over three and four. Um, I've never seen three or four. I've only seen <laughs> Alien and Aliens. So. Well, that's that's pretty much there. There's supposed to be a fifth one. And. Actually, I can't remember the name of the person who made the episode. It's like there's a YouTuber that goes on and and he does all kinds of like deep dives into like the alien lore. And the film Alien 5 was actually going to take place right after Alien 2 and explain more. And there's like there's a whole script. And I don't don't know at what point they were just like, oh, we're not going to do it anymore. But there's like a whole script out there. And like he has like all these kind of like screenshots and everything. where you can see like the concept art. And I don't know why they didn't go that way, especially considering Prometheus and Alien Covenant. I don't know if you've seen those two. Um, But those get like way more scientific. Mm. Um, So it's like it's more on like the the cross between sci-fi horror into like okay yeah now you're in sci-fi but that one would have been a really good like cross between where it was like this is all the horrific stuff that's going to happen like before we go into everything else that's more sci-fi um <laughs> that's interesting. Yeah, i mean that stuff is just i don't like especially like <laughs> like the jurassic park thing i don't know why people are still like we're, we're not we're gonna clone this like dinosaur dna that we found it's like you have you have films that pretty much tell you yeah. like not to do <laughs> not gonna end well <laughs> so what would you say uh i don't want to like rag on any films too bad <laughs> but what, mm-hmm. what would you say is like a modern yes what's a what's a modern film that like everybody seems to love and that you've seen and you're just kind of like okay um i hated malignant and i hated halloween kills okay which i know both of those were very divisive so there are a lot of people who both hated and loved it but Uh that's that's one of the more recent ones see what else well i think in malignant while you're thinking about that i think so i went and i saw malignant and uh i feel 
And this is something that I've noticed with a lot of trailers lately. I was kind of led astray. Um, I thought I was getting a totally different film. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Me, uh, me as well. I thought it was going to be a serious horror movie and mm-hmm. not the most bonkers thing that I've seen yeah. in the theater recently. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I was like sitting there and I'm like, I mean, when the movie starts to get like super ridiculous and, you know, you've already kind of pieced together, yeah. you know, what's like the what they're trying to like hide. But they they give it away. In the, in the opening scenes, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know how nobody else saw it coming. Yeah. I was like, you knew in the beginning. It's fine. It's I, either within like the first 10 minutes, like the three, I think the three big telltale signs of when they're giving something away is right in the beginning when they have like the credits, but they have like the, like in Malignant, they have like the newspaper clippings and everything. And they're like explaining like the backstory. And then it's like, mm. kind of like, we kind of just don't need a backstory. <laughs> Like that just kind of ruined it, you know? Yeah. I mean, that's kind of like, not, it's not a backstory, but um, it's how in Midsommar they show you the pictures on the wall and it tells you the entire plot. Yeah. Like, when just, they're like panning by and they, yeah. 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 yeah that is, uh, it's funny that you mentioned it. I, I had like a, a another guest on <laughs> a few days ago and we both brought up our hatred for that film. And that was, that was one of my main things. It's like, and, and, and I don't know, at, at that point, it's not even like you're analyzing it. It's kind of like they're just throwing the, the rest of the film at you. And it's like, yeah, you could have cut that scene out and just not told anybody what was going on with any of that. Just don't explain it. Yeah. And it would have been, just, you know, it wouldn't have been a good film <laughs> either way, <laughs> but it would have been better, I think, uh, if, if they'd done it that way. Um, a, a movie that I've, it's not horror. It's kind of horror. It's, it's satire was don't look up. <laughs> I hated that. It was. Oh. Is that, a, that's a newer film, right? Yeah. It was on Netflix, Leonardo DiCaprio, Jennifer Lawrence. It's not into it. <laughs> so is that the, cause I know it was like, it, it was st- like trending number one or something on netflix for yep. a while mm-hmm. is that like there's like an asteroid that's coming towards earth yep. yeah and then they start telling people just don't look up and you won't see it and it won't happen it, it's supposed to be uh allegorical for i don't know if that's the right word for like what what's happening with covid and so many mm-hmm. other things in politics so yeah i i, I haven't seen the film um mm-hmm. but i mean I, I definitely it's on the watch list but I find that a lot of the films generally that wind up on like the the first like one to three, you know, Netflix must watch. It's always like some like horrible like romance film <laughs> and then like some like very like, I don't even, I wouldn't even say it's like intellectual, but it's like one of those films that just tries too hard to be. Elevated into- horror? <laughs> oh man, I hate that term. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I think the first time I ever heard that was I was in a coffee shop and, you know, I was reading a book and I don't know what it is like when people see you reading a book and you're out. It doesn't matter if you're out in public, like I'll go to like a bar sometimes and I'll bring a book and I'll just, you know, I'll I'll sit in the corner and I'll just like have like 
a couple drinks just to like kind of like mellow out and relax and like get away from everything, you know? Mm -hmm. And then somebody always decides that she's like, oh, that's the perfect person to have a conversation with. And like, what are you reading? And you're like, you're never going to read this fucking book. Like, why is it? (laughs) (laughs) See, I'm the opposite. I like, I, when I used to go to bars, I used to love taking a book and then having people start conversations with me. So I was the opposite. I did it on purpose. If I want to read by myself, I can read at home. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll have a conversation with people if they actually read, but like, if I have to sit there and like explain the book and then they're like, Oh, cool. And then they like, leave it at that. And I'm like, do you have like anything you can cross reference that with or like something like sort of similar or whatever. Uh, But I had this, like, I had this person come up and like, I could just tell that they don't normally watch horror. And they were like, you know, I'm I'm not really into horror, but it was just like, that, that was like so much more like sophisticated and like, very like elevated and I could get it and I'm like it's because they told you everything you know like I kind of like you know that's like the whole reason why I think I like the the whodunit films or you know horror films where it's like sometimes where like you don't see what's chasing them until like later on um you just like see like the shadow come up and it's like wait like is that somebody that they know or is that Mm -hmm. like creature or something and then like you have to like go on from there um but like they just mentioned like elevated horror and then like I started seeing it I think it was one of those psychological things where it's like you know if you go and you buy a car and it's like you've never noticed it on the street before and then like you're driving down the highway they see like 20 other cars (laughs) so it's like the same thing it's like so I heard that term and then everybody was like like almost everywhere I went somebody was talking about some kind of film where it was like an elevated horror concept and the thing that I've noticed with those, especially, is I think that that he did. He was he was the one that did Hereditary, right? It was Hereditary Ari Aster? Before, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I also don't like that film. <laughs> I, I love Hereditary. It makes you feel terrible, but and there's yeah. so much going on. But I love it. But I understand why you don't like yeah, it. It's, <laughs> it's there's elements that I like of it, um, but again, I think. So I think there's there's two things that really um, mess with me as as far as like those kinds of films go, and I want I want to get your opinion on it to see maybe if we're on the same page or not. Um, but the first one, um, and this goes back to the way the trailers are put together, is I thought the whole movie, and you know, maybe this is just how they wanted everybody to think about it, but I thought the whole basis of the movie that something was going to happen with that little girl. Mm-hmm. And then like halfway through, it's like, she dies. And then like, I get it. She like, dies in like the first 20 minutes. Yeah. So. It's just like, you just had all of the trailers focus mm-hmm. on this girl. Right. And then like, I don't, I never cared about the brother. Like there was just nothing <laughs> there where I was just like, okay. Like he goes home and like, I guess I'm, I'm not as, um, empathetic as some people are I'm a very kind of like apathetic person until like I get to know people Mm -hmm. um so the scene where he just like comes home he parks the car and then he goes to sleep and then like he wakes up in the morning because his his mom finds him and then there's no recourse like that was like a huge thing for me it's like I get it but like if you're in shock why did you go to sleep like how would you be able to go to sleep for one and then like the whole recourse is just like her being like mad. And so like, I like the beginning of the film and then towards the end, um, like when they're, 
like every single time that the it changes from like the nighttime to daytime mm-hmm. and I, I remember like when I was watching it in the theaters and a whole bunch of people were like why do they keep like what is the importance of that scene and I think it was like one of the only people because like again like I have a hard time like and like turning off that analytical mm-hmm. eye and like I saw like how there was more and more people there every single time and then I was like oh man I was like I was like are they like preparing like a ritual or something is that why it's like <laughs> just, just I was like by the time you get to the end I was like yeah I was like okay that's that's mm-hmm. what's happening and like they could have they could have just not they could have not had the girl in there and had a completely different you know rise of, of action and everything and I think the movie would have done a lot better but it's it's still like I can still watch it and enjoy it, but it's not like Midsummer where I'm just like this is you're trying too hard, dude. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I think so. That's so. That's one is just like that weird kind of uh, marketing thing where you think you're getting one thing, but it's really something else, and they're trying to be like, oh, you never saw that coming, and it's like yeah. just just don't even market that part. Just tell me a story <laughs> <laughs> without having to like waste twenty minutes, you know. Um, but the other thing, and this is something especially um, with like science fiction as well, they've been doing this a lot too. They pump so much money into the films that they make that they look magnificent. <laughs> like if you were to sit there, like you were to sit there and take out like all the people scenes and just watch all the shots that they have of just like the sets and where they're going and everything. And like, just like simple interactions, like it is magnificent looking but then like the story just sucks <laughs> it's just like you're like oh ah. and I, I that's one of the things that i feel like like midsummer is a perfect example mm-hmm. the story is god awful <laughs> but man the scenery and like the imagery that they have and everything else is great and i don't know if those are like two things that might bother you at all about like newer films or um no not really i feel like I feel like there is an equal amount of beautiful films as there is films that just make you feel dirty. Most of those films are not found in theaters. Most of those films are found on shutter. Um, but yeah, Midsommar, it was a really hard watch. Um, I mean, it's just about a really terrible relationship and I don't know if we're supposed to be happy for Danny in the end. Um, it, I did not like it as much as hereditary, but um, I still enjoyed it, but yes, it was, it was just, it was beautiful. It was very beautifully shot. Um, so I don't know. Yeah. That aesthetic is fine to me. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's weird. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't think it's something that like a lot of people look at and like they're bothered by it. But <laughs> I, I, again, I think it's one of those things where it's like super analytical, where it's mm-hmm. just like in the back of my mind, I'm like, I, I like start to analyze things. And I'm like, oh man, that looks like, that looks like really nice. It's like the, it's like that ADHD thing where it's like, ooh, piece of candy. And then you yeah. get one, it's like a squirrel. <laughs> <laughs> Why did you not like the story of Midsommar? Um, I, well, one, so like the whole relationship dynamic. Um, and I know like some people, this would just like piss them off, but like, I feel, I feel like that kind of, relationship like I've seen it happen too many times and like I know it's an issue where like you know either 
the like the boyfriend is like super toxic or the or the girlfriend is super toxic or you know there's just like some kind of dynamic that just doesn't work and like as like somebody who's standing outside and you're like you're looking at you know one of them is your friend or both of them are your friends and you're like y'all just need to like stop dating and so in the beginning of that film right they do they do do that and like the guys are just like you just need to not date her and not in you know the nicest way (laughs) but still it's one of those things where i'm just like yeah man just like dumper like you guys aren't compatible you know she needs some she she needs somebody who can be emotionally available to her needs and that's that's totally not what the movie is about but that's like one of those things where it's like I see that trope and I'm just like, oh gosh, like I get what's going to happen. Like the dude as the, and it's always, it, it, and it's always, you saw, like, you saw the ending or, coming. You uh, saw him being burned alive in a bear suit, not burned alive in a bear <laughs> suit. Um, but like, I knew he was going to die. I was okay. like, okay. I was like the way that they're portraying this. I was like, they, they showed her and all the times in the beginning when they showed her, she was like super frustrated and she really cared about this guy. And like, he's just being a dick. And then they show him and he's like super wishy-washy about everything. And he's just like, you know, like, do I listen to my friends and do like, I, I believe her or like, oh, I guess like, oh, you know, I'll keep her around. But like, he doesn't want to. And I'm just like, okay. I but get that's it. something that guys do. So yeah. And I, like, I, get, I get that, <laughs> but it's like, it's one of those tropes in film, you know, it's kind of like the, um, the weird dynamic where you have like the the super baddie person and like the hero and like they fall in love and like they like and they change and everything it's, it's just a trope that like i've seen like one too many times either in real life or in film and i'm just like okay like there's got to be something more than this so that whole that whole dynamic there was really like okay like i guess this is kind of what we're in for. And so then they just decide to go on a trip to, I think it was like Sweden or Sweden, somewhere. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. With some dude that like, they didn't even know. Like, yeah, it was one of his friend's cousins, I think. Yeah. So who lived in Sweden. Yeah. But like, even he was just like, yeah, like, I don't really know him that well. You know, I just wanted <laughs> to come here. Yeah. And I, I don't know. It's so both of those films um midsummer and hereditary they have a lot of great ideas i think that they're just trying to he tries to pack too many ideas into one film and it just Mm. kind of derails it for me okay um is it a film that i would say like don't watch this film like no i encourage people to go and see that film because it's a very it's it's, i've never met anyone who's like it's okay you know it's very much like you like it or you don't like it. And I've yeah. pretty much been on the, I don't like it side. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it's, yeah, I mean, I think like the, the whole, you know, when it, when it ranches up, you know, and they have like that weird, like sex scene. Where yeah. like, <laughs> like I'm like uh... watching that in the theater, you're like super uncomfortable, but like, yeah, like that would be like freaking horror, horrifying, you know, when you th- yeah. think about it, and you're like, okay, now you're like drugged and your girlfriend that now you really don't know how you feel about is like somewhere else doing something and like everyone else has disappeared and you're you're like having some like weird granny like thrust you into this girl that you, you don't know that like fed you some of her hair 
like i don't like it's bizarre and like i think it's definitely one of those things where if i put myself in their shoes like yeah it's freaking terrifying yeah but it's also just it's a weird it's a weird film to watch and oh it's definitely a weird film to watch and i think that's why ari aster made it and i can't wait to see what (laughs) he's been working on next since the pandemic oh yeah he, he hasn't really because he said he, he has he has something coming out i think he's calling it like a dark drama maybe mm-hmm. or like a drama more than a horror film but it's probably going to be pretty horrific because he called he called hereditary i think he called it like a um family drama mm-hmm. horror movie maybe something <laughs> like that but it yeah. was just so much more than that so yeah i mean well, i mean like at the root i mean a lot of horror is based in drama mm-hmm. um it's just how much how much more uncomfortableness are you going to put on top of it yeah. so as far as so as far as like horror goes it it's weird because like i wouldn't like i i can't say that either of those films are bad but at the same time i also feel like they're terrible <laughs> like i don't i like, like looking at it as like you know like if that were to happen to me and that you know that's with most horror films it's like if mm-hmm. you, if i was in that scenario yeah that would that would be terrifying and i still haven't figured out why i don't like those films um other than the fact that there's a lot of it that they just give away um Mm -hmm. more so in midsummer than in hereditary like i would definitely say like i do enjoy hereditary Mm -hmm. but midsummer is just kind of like there's something about it that i just (laughs) (laughs) something about it you know and it's 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 definitely more than just like that weird dynamic of like a terrible abusive relationship you know but it's not it's not like the terrible kind of abusive relationship that I hear people that like that try to um explain what like the Twilight series is like, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if you've ever read them I've or... never I've never watched or read them yeah uh, I, I'm in the, the movies I read the books <laughs> <laughs> but I have like I have some friends that are like super into them and like they're always trying to tell me about them I'm like it just sounds like it's a girl who like doesn't understand that both people she's into are like super abusive. <laughs> mm, all right. Mm, okay. Um, cool. And I feel like it's so it's that's I, that's one of those weird things where I think in a lot of fantasy they try to like glamorize that mm-hmm. kind of thing. Where I think in Hollywood in general, <clears throat> I mean, Fifty Shades of Grey, it, mm-hmm. like he's a stalker. He's like a rich, gorgeous stalker, but he still stalks her. So, yeah, I have so I, many rom coms are all <laughs> what I said. I I, I'm, I don't know anything about Fifty Shades. Yeah, um, but like so many rom coms are just all about like inappropriate behavior and inappropriate stalking. So, yeah, uh, it's not not a big surprise that that's also what fantasy does. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but I would say like maybe you don't have to figure out why you don't like Midsommar. You can just not like it and say it's not for you. So yeah. Yeah, it's always interesting, though, to try and, like, see it from other people's eyes and just, mm-hmm. like, you know, because, and I think that's one of the reasons why I even, like, started this podcast, too, is to get, like, a different perspective mm-hmm. on, like, maybe there's something out there that somebody, like, really is just gung-ho about. Like, I guarantee you, like, I'm going to meet somebody who's just, like, I love this film, and I'm going to be, like, okay, well, <laughs> now we're going to have to do some deep diving. Yeah. Uh, but I think that's one of the things that people don't, really understand about horror where it kind of you know it's not it's not that kind of stuff where in you know a lot of different fantasy or rom-coms where 
they're like they try to like glamorize that like weird abusive relationship you know and it, and it doesn't matter who is um the antagonist or protagonist and that kind of stuff in horror when it does come up it's always one of those things where and it does it it, it looks at how life is and it's like yeah these are the things that are you know messed up in society and we're like addressing these issues a lot of the horror that I watch when I'm when I'm looking at kind of the different not so much settings but like the predicaments that these people are in obviously if I'm watching Texas Chainsaw Massacre or something like that it's like yeah these people are gonna die kind of thing <laughs> but a lot of times it's like when you're watching these films and you're like uh oh like this person um is schizophrenic which is one of those things where like I kind of don't I do like those films, but also like the schizophrenic person is always like the bad person. Mm. Um, it would be very interesting if they came out with a horror film where the schizophrenic person was actually the most sane person. There is there is a movie called Fear of Rain that came out last year in 2020. Um, it is about a girl named Rain who is schizophrenic and has hallucinations, but then she thinks she sees her neighbor killing someone. But of course, nobody believes her. Mm-hmm. So she's trying to figure it out yeah i think it's on i think it's on hulu now Ooh, hulu has hulu has been doing some really weird stuff where um because i know they don't use analytics the same way that netflix does and they don't really focus it's not like shutter where it's like you know you're getting all sorts of kind of weird sci-fi horror stuff (laughs) like all like some weird indie films and everything yeah uh but Hulu has been coming out with some pretty interesting horror uh, shows and, and TV lately. So I'll definitely have to check that one out if it's on Hulu. Yeah. Um, so what, So out of like the main platforms, um, if Shudder didn't exist, because I'm going, because I know you mentioned that. So I'm going to guess that there's, there's quite a few films on Shudder that you either have on your to watch list or have watched. <laughs> Um, so if Shudder didn't exist, right, what would be your next go-to? Like, is there anyone other than, like, Netflix or something? Or um, I think it would probably be Hulu because they, like you said, they have a really um, interesting mix of movies. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Did you see any of the Into the Dark films? Did you watch any of those? I did. I watched Pilgrim this past Thanksgiving, and I couple years before that i watched puka which was just insane um i would never watch it again (laughs) (laughs) i do need to find a time for my friends and i who watched that first one to watch the second one which came out a couple years ago but low expectations for that one um (laughs) i liked pilgrim it was batshit insane like there's no way that that would ever have happened but like (laughs) i don't know it was it was cool there aren't enough thanksgiving horror movies so yeah yeah I, I was surprised by by that one because they they i think they was at bloom house and there was like another group that put all those together but they did a great job of like getting those films together and all like the different creators and everything and just i think almost every single kind of holiday season that you can think of they have a film for one yeah um and i think was it new have you seen new year new me no i have not oh, it's man. been on my watch list for years but i just never watch it oh you gotta you gotta sit down and 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 just 
do like a binge of all those films <laughs> there's there's <clears throat> there's a few of them that are just kind of meh like yeah <clears throat> um but most of them are are really well done mm, um okay. there's another one on there that between so between puka speak like going back to like the um like terrible abusive relationships kind of thing that is one where i i do like that aesthetic and like <laughs> I, I like when i introduce people to that series i'm like watch this one and they're like why would you show that to me <laughs> it's like i'm good <laughs> that would be i think probably anyone would say that if you recommended they watch that i can't remember the exact dynamic of the relationship in that movie because it was so long ago Mm-hmm. Um, but I just remember being like, what is this movie? This is insane. <laughs> so did you see um Titan? No, no, what is what is uh, this? What is this film about? Uh it it's came out last year. It. <laughs> uh it's a French film. Okay. Um, it's about uh a girl who gets a titanium plate put in her head after a car accident as a young girl. Uh-huh. Um and she has she is an adult. You fast forward. The movie is bonkers. The least bonkers thing that happens is that she has sex with a car. That's the least bonkers thing that happens. Okay. So. So she's, they're just shifting the gears on you, huh? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think, um, what a, so there's, I think the original Suspiria was, was that French? I think it was a French film. Uh, no, I think Suspiria was Italian. Italian. Dar- is Argento. Okay. Yes. 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 I um, haven't seen it. I've only seen the remake, but they're they're both good in their own way. Um, mm-hmm. I think I thought it was really weird. Like I went to go see that movie, and like people in the theater were just like, "I don't like this film." I'm like, "This is <laughs> like this is like a work of art. I'm like this movie is great." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but have have you seen High Tension before? I have not. That's been on my watch list for so long. I think it's on my Amazon watch list. Uh Yeah. I really want to, I really want to watch it. Yeah. I I won't say too much about it then, but it is, that is definitely one of those films. So like still watch it. I'm not trying to ruin it for you, but it is definitely, I think that is the only other film aside from, um, oh crap. We were just talking about it. What film was with the, the, the like twin on the the back of the head? Malignant. Yeah, so it's the only other film besides *Malignant* where, in like the first ten minutes, I knew what was going on. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, and like I had gone over to a friend's house and they put it on, and they're like, "You're never gonna guess what's going <laughs> on in this film." And then like I'm watching it, and I turn around, and I'm like, "So this is what's going on, right?" And they're like, "Like, how, how do you know?" <laughs> I'm just like, "Oh, I'm like, let me tell you." <laughs> and I like, went through, and I was just like if you pay attention like right here and like you know like they're uh, doing this thing and they're like like why like why would you watch a movie and just just like enjoy it and i'm like i, don't, I can't <laughs> <laughs> but speaking of being able to tell what's going on um and you like asian horror did you could you tell what was going on in tale of two sisters oh man i haven't seen that movie in forever but i remember being completely just confused because i think when i saw that i was probably i think i was like in maybe a senior I had I was I was like almost done with high school and that was like when I like started like really getting into Asian horror like I'd seen a couple Mm -hmm. films before that but um and you mean actually the Japanese one not like the the American no 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 not the uninvited the tell two sisters yeah um 
I I would honestly I think I need to go back and, and rewatch that movie because I don't yeah. even remember. I honestly don't even remember what happens in that <laughs> film other than like there are some big twists. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um but I'm going to say that because I don't remember remember much of the film that I probably don't. Yeah, that's probably fair. <laughs> yeah. Um some of the so some of those films I think like kind of like I don't know have you seen um old boy no oh oh so <laughs> that I think that would be one of those films um and like like I said I'll go back and I'll watch uh, a tale of two sisters but when I, I think that the the times where it really throws me off is when the twist is not so much something that you see but it's something that happened to one of the other characters and it's very specific to that world and until you there's like that pivotal point where like either they're like this is why i did this to you or do you remember you know like if they have like a flashback or something and they're like this is you know and and like you start to see like that's why they're doing it and like there's maybe that like picture or something in the background you know like that you never would notice in like the first watch through like you just never notice it that's the kind of stuff where I like the twist where I'm like okay it is very much rooted in it they're they're not telling us you know what's going on and then like as you're watching it which I feel like when I did watch A Tale of Two Sisters I, I remember being very confused (laughs) <laughs> when I was watching that so I know like there's something that like I just like I didn't pick up on um I also don't I probably wasn't as analytical with yeah. films back then <laughs> as now yeah but there are are some films that are that are like that that are just like you just don't see it coming mm-hmm. um so th- that kind of stuff is I think a little bit more critical to horror films and people just don't I don't feel like people do that nowadays. It's like they almost have to like hold your hand and explain it. And it's like, no, just leave them absolutely yeah. confused. <laughs> and like, if they don't get it, if it's, if so I think if it's a good film, right. And there's some kind of twist where you just never see it coming. You're at least going to get, you, you're probably going to get a repeat customer to go see that film rather than, you know, somebody who's just going to watch it one and done kind of thing. You know, if they're like, oh that's why it happened and they have to go back again and like pick apart the clues because they're so subtle but then it's like oh you see that picture in the background or oh that's why when they were talking they weren't looking at them they were looking like behind them but it's like so subtle you know kind of yeah. thing like in what was it is it insidious two or con no and con i always get those two confused too so it's either the conjuring the Conjuring is the one with like the the weird kind of um, black and red face demon thing, right? That's Insidious. Insidious. Okay. Yeah. So if so, when they had that conversation, right, and that's the first time you see it, mm-hmm. um, and those movies are like, I love those films, but I thought like showing it then <laughs> was kind of like a mistake. I feel like they should have shown it at a different point. <laughs> Like if she, if they had shown it and like, you could tell she wasn't looking at him. Yeah. And then it goes to him and like, 
and I know this is kind of like a played out thing, but if the attention would have been on him and then maybe somewhere else, it shows that there's something behind him and that's what she's looking at. Then you kind of like are like, oh, okay, she sees this thing that no one else can see. And I felt like the way that they showed that it was like maybe anywhere everybody else can see it and like he can't but like obviously she's the only one who can but if it's just like that like weird like subble switch where it's... it is not a subtle switch at all it is very jarring <laughs> <laughs> I thought what was more jarring was like that the hand clap and I think oh I think okay that, that's I think conjuring. that was in the conjuring in the first yeah, that's one the conjuring yeah and <laughs> so I don't know both of the, both of those films did very interesting things that they're both very jarring. And what I find with both of those franchises is that they're jarring to people in different ways, but everybody can agree that it's like, yeah, like there's some, there's some stuff where you're watching it and you're like, oh shit. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah definitely. Well, for me, it was definitely the hand clap. Oh yeah. That's very, that's very, very creepy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Have you heard of the um, Taiwanese movie, The Sadness? <sighs> uh is it on shutter um i don't think so i it, it only came out last i don't know if it's actually out anywhere uh-huh. um it, it just, you may have just read thing. yeah i saw it at a festival last year um and it was it's a taiwanese movie it's not on shutter okay. but um hopefully it'll come out later this year it's like very intense and bloody and uh-huh. it's just it's very insane and violent so it's it's about in Taiwan there's been this this pandemic and now the virus is mutated and it makes people angry mm-hmm. and like aggressive so it's just these this couple gets separated and they have to find each other again and it's just yeah. chaos in the city so is it um is it like a 28 days later kind of thing or or is it uh no it just takes place over one day oh okay that's very yeah. interesting yeah, you don't see, you don't see the virus like at the start. You just uh-huh. see it after it's. They think it's like done, and then it right. mutates. So. Is it so? So when you say like pandemic, is it like a legit like worldwide thing, or is it more like an isolated? Um, I can't recall that de- detail. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. I just finished. Um. Oh, what was it? Um, I always want to say. Um, we're all dead but it's all of us are dead on netflix oh yeah i think oh yeah yeah that's the one that came out very recently right that's the yeah. new series yeah, yeah. how was that that was it was fantastic um okay. so it's it's still pretty new so i don't want to like ruin anything for anyone um i've just i've been on this like um korean taiwanese like japanese horror drama kick lately um and so most of those, when most of the shows that come out, they're all like eight to 10 episodes long. Mm-hmm. And, and so I thought this one was going to be like another eight episodes, just 12 episodes. And they're all over an hour. Oh, <laughs> and so like I sat down and I was like, oh, yeah, I'll finish this in two days because I don't like looking up. I don't even like looking up like the, the descriptions of the, yeah. the episodes because it's, it's not there's not enough episodes where it's like, it's not going to spoil something. Cause then it's like, you know, you can, it, it's like, if you're reading a book and you get to that, like one, like really racy scene and you're like, Oh man, like, are they, 
are they going to survive? And then like, you have like that inclination to be like, if I just skip a couple pages ahead kind of thing. <laughs> and then you're like, no, I can't do that. So I feel like it's the same way with like on the, on the descriptions yeah. and everything. So I'm sitting there, I'm watching it. And like, I wasn't having like a, a, a difficult time sitting there and watching it. Cause it's, it's very well done. Um, but it's 12 episodes. And so it's like almost, it's like almost like 13 hours. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so like binging a 13 hour show in, in two days was a bit much. And like, I kept, it, it got to that point where I was like, okay, like they're doing a great job of like, you know, they have their ascending action and like they have the climax and they have the descending action and everything else. Um, and then they're like wrapping everything up and nothing seems out of place you know it's always one of those things where um something happens and you forget about it and that's it until maybe two episode two three episodes later and then you know everybody's like all right you know we're we're safe you know we'll make it and then you're like you're in the back of your mind you're like oh man you guys are in for something but like i don't i don't even know how you're gonna bring it up (laughs) you know and so then and then they keep doing that and then you know they so they go through their whole arc and everything so um there are parts of it that i felt could have been a little bit better but it wasn't anything where it was just like i I didn't there's not one episode of that show where i was like this episode was terrible okay is you know like i can't say that about um squid game mm-hmm. i don't know if you've seen if you've seen that i did i watched it last year yeah what what were your thoughts and opinions on that um i did not fall in love with it like everyone else i kept waiting to be super hooked on it um i think i missed things in the translation and the subtitles um and it was just it was a lot it was many hours to be reading subtitles and i don't mind watching a movie with subtitles because that's mm-hmm. like one and done but I can't, like, I will probably not watch um, All of Us Are Dead because I don't want to watch subtitles for yeah. 12 and a half hours. <laughs> so maybe yeah. someday, maybe, maybe I'll just be like, instead of reading a book today, I'll read, I'll watch, thir- I'll watch 12 episodes of this. <laughs> <laughs> I think the, the only reason, the only reason I can do this because I was I'm like super nerdy and I watch a ton of anime. So like, I always have. <laughs> The uh, subtitles are like growing up. I watched, I I have watched every, anything Godzilla related. Mm. I have seen it. (laughs) So um, from a very young age, I like, I, that is one of the things like if like, I'm a super slow reader, but I was way slower when I was younger. Um, So that was one of like the kudos things I would have to give my parents is that they like introduced me to films where I needed to read the subtitles. Oh, cool. And so if I wanted to know what was going on, I had to like either rewatch the movie or like learn how to read quicker and like look back up on the screen mm-hmm. um, because like my parents would be like, well, it's a VHS. We're not going to like stop it and rewind it and then play it again and stop it. And, you know, because it's not yeah. like you can like decide what scene you're going to, you know. Yeah. And then like if you rewind it too many times, you always have like that. um uh, I've, I've, I think everybody has had this nightmare moment where, especially if it's like a film that you like and you're rewinding it, you know, because you have to once you get done with it. Yeah. Uh, and it gets like tangled up. Yeah. And then you just, you're like, no, you take it out and it's like all the film is stuck in there. You're like, eh, why? Uh, <laughs> yeah. I don't remember that ever happening to any of my DHSs. So I guess I was lucky. Oh, what? That. Never? <laughs> Never. Oh. And I watched, I watched Ferris Bueller so many times. I watched, 
scream a lot of times i watched urban legend a bunch of times yeah yeah just never never wore anything out but i did when i was going before i saw scream five i went to watch all scream one through four and Uh scream one and scream three the dvds would not play so i had to rent them those days on amazon and order new copies huh yeah i had i had a um i don't think it was so much the the cd player but more more so of the car i've never seen this um in any kind of technology before uh but the cd player crapped out and so like if i pressed eject or like anything else the only thing that like the the digital text on there would say is no like it did oh, wow. no disc or like <laughs> try to turn up the volume or anything it you know, <sighs> didn't say like max volume or like all the way low oh, wow. just no well, so that's creepy. It's technology is, is is very strange, but I mean, yeah. and if you if you have owned VHS and you know you know about it, I mean, if you have not had that issue before. You're lucky. Yeah. Did you ever? Did you at least get like the? Um, have you ever watched a movie in, in VHS and it has like the we like the top of the screen is like bent some, like the whole thing kind of just like goes to like from like the oh the only time i can think of ever seeing that happening is like in the movie the ring like the actual film the ring okay that's the only time i ever remember that never happened i guess i did not watch my vhs's that much (laughs) i don't know i uh, there are some films that like i have watched like the original godzilla um i must have gone through like three two or three um, vhs's of that film which like not the American version, but like the original Japanese version of that film. Out of any of the other films, that is like a 100% horror film. Because like half the time you don't even you don't even see Godzilla until like halfway through the film. And then the rest of the time, it's just like your city's on fire because really it's a nuclear <laughs> bomb that went off. Right. But, you know, yeah. they, it's that's what Godzilla is personifying. You know? So um, I remember like. I would watch there there was a bunch of different films that I would watch and like I would just take them out and that that was that was the horror for me as a child it's like <laughs> pulling the, <laughs> pulling the tape out and then like you just see like this long strand of like tape and you're like oh crap and like you can't like you know it wasn't like the cassette tapes where you could like stick a pencil yeah. in there and like you know get everything back to normal it's, yeah no I was like that's got to bring the VCR player in now because it's you know it's, it's broken Aww. <laughs> oh, the 90s <laughs> yeah it's crazy though so i hadn't even really thought about that scream was a vhs i'm like i don't i'm very dating myself right now but that's okay like, <laughs> I, I, yeah it was 98 well it came out in theaters in 96 so it came out on video in 97 man when was like when when did everyone like trans transform or not like transform but like transition, transition um to, to probably in like the early 2000s i think i think i remember i remember starting to collect dvds in like 2003 ish yeah yeah yes i know in one of the one of the ring films they went because it originally the ring was on the vhs Mm -hmm. right and so then one of the newer ones maybe it was the like the terrible one that i was telling you about earlier where it's like the um (laughs) it's the two of them going at it uh but they went from 
putting it on like a, a VHS tape and like giving it to somebody else to like putting it on a, a DVD and then just uploading it on the internet and then everyone yeah that's that's rings that, um, that's they had they had at the college or whatever or maybe it wasn't a college it was just a it was just like a creepy apartment they had like tons of people going like on computers sending it to uh-huh. people and then helping them send it to other people yeah it was weird that was a bad movie it was a bad movie <laughs> i love johnny galecki but i don't i don't like that movie <laughs> So what would you say is um so so we know that you you at least you know you're a super fan or I maybe a super fan maybe just a huge fan um, of the screen franchise but w- what would you say what it, what are like some genres that are just like you just like a no go um let's see uh, torture porn is a no go for me um and anything that's like campy campy horror i hate i hate campy horror so (laughs) that's why everything from the 80s is out yeah so so have like have you seen any like extreme horror that like you have liked or is it all just like um no thank you kind of thing what have i seen i i mean i saw the original saw in theaters and mm-hmm. I actually rewatched it last year before my friends and I went to go see Spiral. So I've seen Spiral mm-hmm. as well, but Spiral wasn't really like a saw. It was more yeah. of like a seven or like a detective movie. So I actually oh. I actually liked it a lot because of that. Um, it was still had some really gross parts in it. Right. But it, they also made it really obvious who the killer was, who I won't say. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, no, Saw is the only movie that ever gave me nightmares when I was 18 or whatever. Uh-huh. Um what other i've never seen hostile um i've never seen any of the other saw sequels uh-huh. yeah i've i haven't seen martyrs or funny games a serbian film cannibal holocaust yeah i just oh yeah of all of those so yeah the, i think like i think the only two films that i think i've never watched that other people were just like you got to watch these definitely the serbian film and cannibal holocaust and uh i think i don't know if it's one of those things where it's like i've heard so much about it that i'm like "Eh," like i I overhype it in my head but also i'm just like it just doesn't seem (laughs) doesn't seem like something that i would like sit down and like enjoy um yeah i i i remember going to see the first hostile film or not the first hostile film well i do remember the hostile film too that was that was a funny one i'll, I'll tell you that story in a, in a minute um but the the first saw film <clears throat> and this is something else that like i tell people all the time and they're like, rah, rah, rah. the first saw film is the only film out of any of them that i liked mm-hmm. and the only reason is because i was not expecting that twist that like the the main antagonist spoiler alert for anyone who somehow yeah. has never seen that film before. <laughs> it's just the dead dude that's in the middle and then like he just yeah. gets up and you're like oh shit <laughs> yeah when i was when i was re-watching that movie before spiral last year um I, my friend that i was watching it with i thought he was like yeah i think i've seen this before so i thought he knew the twist yeah. Um, and so like I mentioned it, I was like, Yeah, can you believe that guy's um not dead? He was apparently not 
listening to me at all because he realized halfway through, he's like, yeah, I've never seen this before. And then he still, <laughs> so, but he, he didn't, he didn't hear me say that he's not dead. Right. So I didn't spoil it. It should have, it should have spoiled it, but he wasn't listening. <laughs> so, it's okay. <laughs> yeah. The, I mean, the rest of the films after that, they just kind of, it, it just really got to like, how weird can we make these traps and everything? And like, like kudos, like I would love to talk to some of the people that like thought of how to put those traps together and like do the makeup and everything like that stuff to me, like the rest of the films, it was more like, how did they do that? But the story, I was like, I don't care about any of this. You know, the other yeah. one is like, you're in this room, you can't go anywhere. Like you're all, you both are trapped and it's like, who's going to make it? Like, is it this guy or is it this guy? And, and then like, how, like, how did they hide all this stuff? Um, yeah. But the rest of them was just kind of, it's just how much, how much can you scream and you know, how many like billions of uh, probably not billions, but like how many gallons of blood can, <laughs> and it's like, eh, okay. Um, but I did, I, so I did, I've seen all the hostile films. Um, How many are there? So there's three. Oh, okay. So the third, the third one, I don't even think it was in theaters. It's terrible. It was a very terrible. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the first one, I mean, the, the, the first and the second one are like super gory, but um, I was take so I was in high school and I think it was a senior and yeah, so I was a senior because I was taking German classes and in the beginning, you know, like this, this guy's, they got him tied to this chair and he's getting tortured and everything. And through like all the torture bits, I just like, I started laughing hysterically because like one, I was like sort of kind of uncomfortable, but at the same time, I was like, none of you are making out of this alive. And like, they're, they're just, oh my God, please, you know, like, stop. Like, you know, I got to get back to my family. That's like always a thing, you know, like it's, it's never any other kind of importance. It's like, oh, I got to get back to my family. And it's like, everybody knows that like, you probably have a family, like who doesn't, <laughs> you know, like yeah. you got to get back to your dog or your goldfish or your, your family, something, <laughs> you know? And I was like, nobody's going to make it out of this so like i'm just laughing hysterically through like all this film and because like especially like the amount of literally the amount of like gore that they put in those movies is just like so over the top that it's like yeah. okay this is just freaking ridiculous and so like i'm at work the next day and this guy comes in and he was just he's giving me like this weird look while i'm like ringing his stuff in and he was like that's where I know you from. I was like, what? And he was like, you're like that, that person where I want to shut the fuck up in a theater. You're just laughing the whole time. I was like, yeah, yeah, that was me. He was like, what's wrong with you? Was so disturbing. And I was like, I don't know. That was kind of funny. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> it's just like so over the top. It was just. Uh... Yeah. Eli Roth is not known for good, subtle writing. <laughs> yeah. It was, it, was, it was very much just not not my typical you know horror film so that uh, being said i love eli roth as a person not that i know him but i love listening to him speak uh -huh. so about horror i think he's awesome <laughs> lots of lots of good insight yeah um so to, so to go back you know you talk about films and all sorts of kind of things and um things that really got you into the horror community so 
um, as we're getting near to the end of this episode, one of the things that I like to do uh, with my guests is talk about either some things that um, give them some reason for what they do or something that they have learned along the way that has really helped them. Um, more so for anybody who is listening, if they were like interested in becoming like a podcaster or interested in becoming um, more involved in the horror community, what is like, what is something that you have learned along the way that might spark some interest for them? Um, if you want to start a podcast, um, just do it. There are a ton of them out there, but there's always room for more and everyone has a different take. So just because there are already dozens of horror podcasts doesn't mean we don't need yours too. Um, and the best advice I got or that I've gotten recently really was just to always be myself and um, it's not worth doing anything if you're not being yourself. And if you want to become more involved in the, um, yeah, more involved in the horror community, find some podcasts that you like and there will be a community that has popped up around that podcast and you will meet some really awesome people or go to film festivals um, or horror conventions. I've yet to ever go to a horror convention thanks to the pandemic, but that's mm. on. That's one of my plans as soon as they're back up again. So what, what, um, so you've been to some film festivals before though, right? I've just been to my first one this past October. I went to the Brooklyn Horror Film Festival. Uh-huh. So how was, how was that? It was good. It was good. It was exhausting because I don't live in Brooklyn. I live maybe like 30 to 45 minutes away from the part of Brooklyn that most of the theaters were in. So Uh it was a lot of, it was a lot of travel, um, and some late nights, but it was, it was a fun time. So is that one of those things where they have, because you said travel. So is is it one of those things where they have like multiple theaters, like spread out throughout, um, Brooklyn and you got to kind of this one's yep. participating and this one's participating. Mm-hmm. yeah those are those are always pretty fun unfortunately I mean like you said I mean the pandemic kind of puts um a damper on a lot of those gatherings um yeah so it's I'm, I'm waiting I'm waiting for everything to kind of go back to at least a point where they can even if it's like a reduced um mm-hmm. amount of people that are there yeah. It's still, you know, instead of, you know, hundreds of, well, maybe not like hundreds, but um, a few hundred people, you know, could go and like, uh, you know, you go to this theater over here and they have like multiple things going on, you know, like, like a lot of conferences are either there's tons of things going on at the same time and you kind of have to plan what you want to do, which sucks because <laughs> <laughs> there's been a lot of conventions that I've gone to where it's like, I really want to go there and I really want to go there. And, and then it's like, you have to like look at the panel and see who the guest speakers on are in like yeah. what order they're going on. It's like, maybe I can like go to the first one and like watch that person speak. And then I can like run out and like go to the other <laughs> one and like catch them. And like, that just never works. You know, <laughs> like you get there and it's just like, the room is always just full. So it's like, you have wow. to choose. Um, but anyway, I, I guess that's all we have for today, unless there's like some kind of like burning desire that you, of, of something that you want to um, talk on. Uh, no, um, thank you so much for having me on. This was so much fun. You're welcome.
And once again, it's Allison from the Who's There podcast. Um, and you're on Spotify. And where else can they, they find you? Uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher. Just go to whostherepodcast.com. And it's I think it's who's, who's there pod at on Twitter and who's there podcast on Instagram. So you can find me in all those places. Awesome. Well, thank you so much again for coming on the show. And I'm glad we were able to work out all the times and everything. Yeah, definitely. Um, and hopefully at some point, maybe you'll be back on the show or we'll talk in the future. All right. So. Awesome. Definitely. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Generic Podcast, where we talk about everything horror, science fiction, and sometimes fantasy. If you're ever curious about what it might be like to own your own press, well, you might want to tune in next week, because we'll be sitting down with the owner of Timber Ghost Press to talk about all things horror and things that he's learned along the way in owning his own press. I hope you all have a great week, and I'll see you next time. Until then, y'all keep being the amazing people y'all are.